TFA fam, welcome in. It is week 14, which means it's the week before the fantasy playoffs start. So today we're going to be getting you ready for your matchups. Hopefully get a dub this week. So let's get into our wide receiver ones this yeah. week. And they are as follows. Tyree Kill, surprise, surprise. CeeDee Lamb, Amon Rossley Brown, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, and Jalen Waddle. Cody, what do you got to say about these wide receiver ones this week? I really don't have a lot to say here, man. If you have any of these guys, we have some fantastic matchups in terms of the wide receivers. Last week, if you were watching the show, I was talking about how, like, you know, I, I felt okay about, like, the top, like, 15 or so guys, and, like, I didn't want to rank anyone else. Like, on for this week, though, it is completely different. I like a lot of these guys. Some of them we don't have as a consensus wide receiver one I did want to touch on really quickly. Uh, you have him just outside of the wide receiver one range. I have him at wide receiver 10, and that is DJ Moore. Just wanted to shout him out. In the two games since Justin Fields has returned, Moore has been a top 12 receiver in both of those weeks, including wide receiver six against Detroit is who he gets this week. In those two games with Fields back, DJ Moore has racked up 22 targets, 18 receptions, 210 yards, and one score. He also ranks fifth among all receivers in weighted opportunity rating, second in air yard share, and ninth in target share. So DJ Moore is uh, is someone that I like a lot this week. Yeah, actually, uh, good news. We finally get to bring Justin Jefferson out of the IR spot and put him back into our lineup because he is expected to return this week in a, in a pretty good matchup here against the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. So I do like Justin Jefferson. I, I am a lot higher. I'm pretty confident in him. I think he's 100% healthy. They were never going to bring him back until he was. They've been very careful with him. So I have him right back as being a top uh, as a top two wide receiver this week. And then also Jamar Chase. Love seeing what, what he was able to do last week. I mean, Jake Browning. Maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's something. Maybe he's somebody that can, because uh, I mean, he looked fantastic against the Jaguars, albeit the Jaguars have made a lot of quarterbacks look really good this year. But he did throw for 350 yards and a couple scores in that game. So really like to see what uh, Jake Browning did there in that game. So uh, J- Jamar Chase, maybe there's some life there with him after all. So that being said, let's move over to our wide receiver twos, and they are DJ Moore, Devo Samuel, Nico Collins, Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Rishi Rice, Puka Nakua, Jaden Reed, Cortland Sutton, and Calvin Ridley. Cody, wide receiver twos. Yeah, just really quickly, Kev, you mentioned uh, Chase and Jefferson. I actually have them right outside of my wide receiver one ranks. It does feel like gross negligence to not rank Jamar Chase as a wide receiver one based off of what he did last week. But I'm just not ready to like fully invest myself and buy into the Jake Browning experience. We've had a a really good game from him, and we've had a really bad game. But if you have Chase, you're plugging him in with Justin Jefferson. This is another QB situation. I'm not ready to uh, not not ready to to buy into yet. We have reports coming out through the bye week that they were going to be looking at their uh, quarterback situation. That includes going back to Jaron Hall. Apparently, there was a report floating around out there that it could even be Nick Mullins starting but either way like I, I'm just not like this this quarterback situation is what have has me pushing Justin Jefferson down but similar to Chase if you have him you're likely starting him if you made it this far and you're either in the playoffs and you're looking to make the playoffs you can't sit him but I am a little bit lower than you are and against uh, consensus as well this week but a couple of other guys to, to mention here really quickly Devonta Smith 
The Slim Reaper has been crushing in Dallas Goddard's absence, going for at least 96 yards in three straight games. If we extend that out a little bit further, he's posted at least 90 yards in four of his last five. But it does sound like Dallas Goddard is going to be returning this week. So I'm pumping the brakes slightly, but Smitty is still in a nice spot here in a game with by far the highest total of the week at 53. No other game is over 47 and a half at this point at the time we're recording. So you're likely firing him up, but don't be surprised if he finishes more as like a back-end wide receiver two as opposed to like a back-end wide receiver one, how he has the past couple of weeks. Jaden Reed is someone who's really intriguing for me this week going up against a giant secondary that's allowing the fourth most half PPR points per game to wide receivers. They clearly want to try and get the ball in his hands in some creative ways. We see him on jets, jet sweeps. We've seen him use downfield a little bit, but he's mostly kind of like an intermediate level type of player. But regardless, now we have uh, Christian Watson out, and that is going to free up more looks. In the past two games when Watson was, uh, was starting to be featured more heavily, he saw 18 opportunities in those two games. Obviously, those are going to get spread around. It's kind of what the Packers have been doing all year. But that's certainly going to result in Reed seeing more touches. And then lastly, Nico Collins, Puka Nakua, Calvin Ridley. They, none of these receivers are in great spots, but I'm keeping them all in the back end wide receiver two range. Ridley, to me, is the most concerning, depending on what happens with their QB situation. If it's C.J. Beathard, I will certainly be dropping Ridley down to a back end wide receiver three. Even if it is Trevor Lawrence, it sounds like he has a chance to, to be able to play in this game despite having that high ankle sprain. Putting a non-mobile quarterback in a game going up against Miles Garrett rushing at you does not seem like a recipe for success. And the Browns could be getting Denzel Ward back in their secondary as well. So he's someone I'm just a little bit lower on. If it's Lawrence, you feel a little bit better. But if it's C.J. Beathard, I will be dropping him down. I can't see a scenario where Trevor Lawrence plays. That, that seems like gross negligence to me to put him back there, uh, especially with, with that injury. What what is it worth doing? So I, you know, they're still in a pretty good spot, making the playoffs and, and winning the division. So you know, let him sit out for another week or two, man this and get through it, and then you know you'll be ready to go for the you know for the playoffs. Let's move over to the wide receiver threes: Zay Flowers, Cooper Cup, Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins. Jacoby Myers, Drake London, Josh Downs, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, Garrett Wilson, and Deontay Johnson wrapping up our top 36 wide receivers. Cody, wide receiver threes. Let's kick it off with Brandon Cooks. It's someone I really like this week going up against a Philly secondary that is allowing the most half PPR points per game to wideouts. Like I mentioned when I was talking about Smitty, this is a game that's sitting at 53 in terms of the total. It's only a three-and-a-half-point spread, so both teams are expected to put up points here. Dak Prescott has been on absolute tear the past several weeks as well. The best part about this, too, is that Cooks has done this on limited targets in the past two weeks where he's finishes wide receiver 18 and wide receiver 17 and half PPR scoring, and he's done that on nine total targets. If this game goes the way that it is expected to, Cook's targets should shoot up closer to double digits like we saw him get back in Week 10. Gabe Davis, this Chiefs defense has started to show some cracks over the past few weeks. Those injuries are really starting to mount up for Kansas City. We saw them let up a bunch of explosive plays to Green Bay last week where that resulted in Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Dontavian Wicks catching 14 of 18 targets for 186 yards and two scores. Obviously, Watson scored both of those touchdowns. 
Davis is always a risk to go for, you know, two for 35, but I really like him here in this spot. I think we have a bounce back week for Drake London this week, going up against a Tampa Bay secondary that has allowed the sixth most half PPR points per game to wide receivers. It obviously hasn't been great for London this year, but there are only four games where Drake London has not seen at least seven targets. So the usage has mostly been there. And if Tampa is able to, you know, at least have a solid day offensively, they should be able to push Atlanta as well. So the usage should be there going up against a porous secondary. And speaking of getting pushed, if we get good Jake Browning this week, the 40-point over-under in that Indy Bengals game could go well over. And I think we see Josh Downs get more involved than what he was last week. Two weeks ago, we saw him get 13 targets. This week, it uh, this past week, rather, it was only five. A lot is being made of Alec Pierce's performance, but he only saw one more target than Downs did. Uh, there's not going to be much production left for Josh Downs whenever you have Pittman and Pierce combining for over 200 receiving yards and two scores. The Cincy defense is also extremely beatable, so I do like Downs here as a wide receiver three slash flex play in week 14. Yeah, I, I will say as far as Gabe Davis is concerned, like it is a good matchup. The only thing that worries me is I feel like a lot of people are going to like Gabe Davis this week, and almost every single time, like clockwork, when he is popular is when he fails. Whenever nobody's <laughs> yeah. on him is when he goes off, like almost every single time. I can't remember who it was. Somebody posted a graph like of his spike weeks with his ownership and DraftKings, and it almost entails every single time that he's popular, he scored. He scored. He, he didn't score anything. But when when everybody was off him and his ownership was really low, he had a spike week. Like it's it's almost clockwork. So we'll, we'll be interested to see if he can break that trend this week. Yeah, I do think a lot of people are going to like Gabe Davis. So let's move on to guys past this. Cody, is there anybody that that really stands out to you as, as guys past this that you that you're kind of excited about that aren't in your top thirty six? Yeah, I think there's actually a bunch of guys that I like this week. Now, obviously, with only having two teams on by. You're likely not going to have to dig down here unless, you know, you you went a zero wide receiver approach or you've had some injuries or whatever the issue might be. But if you are in that situation, there are some guys alike. Assuming that Amari Cooper is going to be out, Elijah Moore is an interesting option. He'd move up even higher for me if it's Joe Flacco starting over DTR, which is something I definitely was not expecting to be saying this year. The Jags defense has been a pass funnel all year. We just watched Jake Browning torture secondary so elijah moore is certainly in play jackson smith and jigba saw 11 targets last week he could be in line for another strong week of usage i mentioned gabe davis earlier for and for all those same reasons khalil shakir is uh is a viable option as well what we do need to monitor though is i guess that there is a potential chance that dawson knox makes it back this week if he does return we could see buffalo Mix in more of the 12 personnel looks that they were doing before Dawson Knox's injury. That would obviously lower Shakir's opportunity. So that's something that should be monitored. And don't look now, but Jonathan Mingo has seen his usage increase in recent weeks. He has had at least six targets in four straight games, including 10 targets last week, and has now posted back-to-back 60-plus receiving yard games. Again, likely not going to have to dip down all that all this far. And this certainly isn't a situation where I'd want to be chasing these points. But Jonathan Mingo is someone that is a, is at least interesting to monitor until the end of the year to see what kind of usage he gets. 
Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Wicks, uh, certainly in play as well in this game going up against the Giants with Christian Watson out, like I was mentioning earlier. Dobbs is certainly safer. He's been the one who's been running more routes and getting more looks all year. But if you're in a super deep league, Wicks is likely available and could be started if you're desperate. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking at two other injury situations, obviously with Christian Kirk being injured. Like we were talking about with Ridley, I'm not really going to be all that interested. You know, you might see people talking about Zay Jones or even Penn State great Parker Washington this week. I don't think you have to look there this week anyway, maybe going forward. And the same thing with Noah Brown and John Mechie. Obviously sucks to see Tank Dell go down with that injury and be put on IR. He's obviously done for the year. I think you might see some people talk about Noah Brown, maybe even uh, Robert Woods. John Mechie as well, getting a little bit, uh, some more looks here too. But going up against the Jets is not the week that I want to be looking at any of those guys. Similar to the Jags, maybe going forward, but certainly not this week. Yeah, I think the only other one that I would mention maybe as a as kind of an interesting dart throw would be Rashad Bateman going against the Rams with Mark Andrews out. We saw him with an 18% target share the last time he played. So he's out there, he's running a lot of routes, running 80 plus percent of the routes compared to Odell Beckham who is playing more of a part-time role, only about 50% of the routes run. So uh, I do think Rashad Bateman is another player you could look at. Somebody that I actually would like to have on uh, my rosters. I mean, he's pretty widely available as well if he's sitting out there because uh, I think this is a spot where he could start seeing more opportunities. And they're, they're closing schedule. They're going to have a lot of games where they're going to have to be throwing the ball and they're not going to be able to try, you know, run the ball the entire time. So I think passing game scripts are going to be positive for them as well. So Rashad Bateman is another name that I'd like to mention.